What's up, my beautiful sisters? It's your girl, Lady C, and welcome back to the podcast of Lady C Conversations. Listen, Lady C is back in the building. I took so much needed time to regroup, to rest, and and just to get my mind clear. You know, because sometimes it gets overwhelming when you're putting out content and trying to stay relevant and just trying to, you know, give out information that will try to help and uplift others so i needed the time to rest my mind and and just you know regroup so thank you guys for allowing me to do that but lady c is back in the building okay on march 6th lady c conversation launched its first lab conversation and it was everything that god designed designed it to be since the start of this podcast we've been talking about some great topics my prayer and desires that God continues to give me what to speak on. Tonight's topic would be something that we've all heard about in these social media streets. But before we jump into our conversation, I wanted to share this quote with you. And the quote says, There's no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people be inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. Again, there's no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let people be inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. Before we dive into our conversation, y'all already know what it is. It's time for us to fill up our buckets with some I am affirmations. We cannot. We cannot forget about our affirmations. We know that Proverbs, the 18th chapter, the 21st verse says, that life and death are in the power of the tongue. So today we're choosing. I don't care how it feels. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what society is saying. I don't care what's going on around you. We are choosing to speak life over ourselves. The more we speak well over ourselves in the midst of what we're seeing, the more we start to believe it and then we start to live in it. So touch your heart and lean into what I'm about to pour over you and repeat after me. I am loved. I am powerful. I am full of wisdom. I am valuable. I am wanted. I am needed. I am successful. I am an answer to a problem. I am resourceful and I am healed. Yes, we are healed people. Now let's dive into our conversation. Council culture. <laughs> but we but before we dive into it, y'all already know what it is. It's time for us to define our words. So let's define what council culture is. The definition of council culture is when a person is ejected from society influence or fame by questionable actions again the definition of council culture is when a person is ejected from society influence or fame by questionable actions now let's define ejected because ejected plays a big part in the definition of council culture so the definition of ejected is force or throw something out again definition of ejected is force or throw something out so let's define council culture again when a person is thrown out from society influence influence or fame by questionable actions i thought this quote by, by alan carr 
speaks to the core of what council culture is all about. So this quote says, it's dangerous when you start telling people they can't have an opinion on something and you know you don't counsel someone, you engage with someone. Again, the defin- the quote says, it's dangerous when you start telling people they can't have an opinion on something and you know you don't counsel someone, you engage with someone. So having an opinion these days is just like disrespect. <laughs> Who told you to say that? Or who told you to think that? If you don't agree or co-sign with someone, then you're wrong. But let's get into this conversation. I thought I'd give y'all just a little gist of what we're talking about tonight, okay? So, council culture. This is a very popular and controversial topic, especially with this generation and culture we live in now. We live in a society now where we're so quick to quote-unquote counsel someone due to their mistakes, not liking them, being exposed, or whatever else their imperfect self has done. Yes, I said imperfect self because we're all imperfect people. But I find it very interesting that if we don't share the same views or thought patterns and we disagree on some levels, we target individuals and quote-unquote counsel them out. We lose the right to have an opinion and a voice. Don't agree? Counsel them don't like them, counsel them. They offended you, counsel them. You have an opinion or they have an opinion, counsel them. And the sad part is that we're teaching our kids this toxic traits, this toxic behavior. Counsel culture is toxic. And I said what I said, argue with me. (laughs) I would break it down for you. Council culture is toxic, again, and I said what I said, and I'm standing on it. But let's define toxic in this context, okay? So toxic is defined in this context as a behavior that adds negativity to a situation and or environment. Again, a behavior that adds negativity to a situation and or environment. We're teaching them, we're teaching them, and we're teaching them, them is our kids. We're teaching our kids how to deal with people and problems in a toxic manner. We're teaching our kids to throw people away without extending grace. And also, we're showing them that it's okay to bully people. But if we want to break this down further... If we want to break down council culture further, council culture is a form of bullying. We're condemning instead of showing compassion. And here's why I say that. I was reading an article that backed up my reasoning. The article talked about whether or not council culture is is a form of accountability or is it flat out bullying. Yes, people, people have looked at it as accountability. But if you really look at council culture, if you really do your research on council culture, council culture is a form of bullying. But for those that need the definition of accountability... And the definition of bullying, let me define it for you. Y'all know how big I am on defining these words. (laughs) So the, the definition of accountability. 
is defined as an acceptance of responsibility for honest and ethical conduct towards others. Again, the definition of accountability is an acceptance of responsibility for honest and ethical conduct towards others. So accountability isn't exposing. Accountability isn't about exposing someone. But accountability is about teaching someone or showing them how to be responsible for their actions showing up the right way when something was done the wrong way again accountability is not about exposing someone but it's about teaching them and showing them how to be responsible how to take ownership of their actions showing up the right way when something was done or said the wrong way now let's define bullying okay The definition of bullying is to seek harm or to intimidate. Again, definition of bullying is to seek harm or to intimidate. So when you research council culture, there's no way that council culture is all about accountability. Council culture is about exposing someone when when they've done something wrong or when they've said something wrong. So council culture is a form of a bullying because... It seeks to intimidate the other person. It doesn't seek. It doesn't seek to hold that person responsible um, for what they did it, as far as their actions. It's all about bullying and intimidation. And in the culture we live in now, I would say that council culture is a form of bullying. It gives individuals the free for all to name, call, and label across social media. And it's becoming easier and more prevalent since people can hide behind a computer. Come on now. (laughs) Hide behind a computer and a keyboard and say whatever they want to say. They cannot say it in your face. But it's so easy for them to say and respond behind a keyboard and a screen and name call and label people, okay? And the funny part is that that individual, that individual, individual can be wrong. <laughs> it can be very wrong on so many levels, but because it's targeting someone, it's targeting and intimidating someone, people will ride that bandwagon. Just to put in their two cents. Listen, they don't they don't have to know what's going on, but when they see a trend going on on social media, they don't even have to read the article. They can read the comments and they see the trend happening and they want to add their two cents in. That's how people is. That's council culture. That's what it's all about. Just riding it until the wheels fall off. Jumping on the bad wagon without evidence while trying to intimidate individuals. Not realizing how much damage it can do to someone's mental state and emotional state. Council culture is very, very, very serious when it comes to bullying and and making people feel rejected it can play on someone's mental and emotional state especially if they already struggle with those feelings already you're just adding on to it and making it worse council culture council culture has been going on for a long time Nah, this just it's not just happening now council culture has long historical roots it's been going on since way back when it just has a new name now (laughs) 
<laughs> for in, for instance, boycotting, boycotting back in the day, African Americans boycotted and pro- and protested for equal rights, and because our other counterparts didn't agree with that, schemes were used to scare people into submission. In other words, it was a form of intimidation and bullying. Same as now. Same as in our culture now. Same as in our generation now. People would do and or say anything to try and shut down a person for going against the grain. And thinking, talking, or expressing differently than them. When you don't think the same way. When you don't agree with the other person, when you have your own opinion, when you see, when you view things differently from that person, people are so easy to wash you away. People are so easy to wash their hands from you. People are so easy to throw you away. People are so easy, easy to counsel you, counsel you out because they, you don't agree with them. Counsel culture, it gives the permission and it makes it okay and cool to attack those we disagree with. Yes, council culture is giving the permission and it's making it okay. And it's making it cool to attack those we disagree with. Those who annoy us and even those who may be jealous of us. And in other words, people would say it's a form of accountability. No, it's not. It's a form of bullying, trying to publicly hold someone accountable by shaming or exposing them. But this is what it really is. If y'all really want to know what it really is, when people don't feel good about themselves, it's so easy to tear others down. When you don't feel good about yourself, when you when you see someone that's doing what you want to do, or when you see someone that's further further along than what further along than where you are now. You want to tear them down because you don't feel good about yourself. Not understanding the battle they did with behind closed doors. Just because you see someone doing good on social media or doing good in life doesn't mean they don't deal with battles behind closed doors. So while you're tearing them down and while you're trying to counsel them out, they're battling behind closed doors. For the most part, People's social media life and their real life are two separate things. They show you what they want to show you on social media, but in their real life, they are battling. They are breaking down. So while you're trying to base your opinions off on what others are doing on social media, they are failing in real life. So how are you going to counsel someone out based on what based on what you see on social media? And in real life, they're not doing as good as you think they're doing. That's why this movement is a dangerous thing. Council culture is dangerous. Why? Because the act of doing without any remorse or consideration leads to severe situations. Our culture is so quick to speak instead of actively listen. Council culture tells us to eject, reject individuals from society without no conversation, without no compassion, without no grace, without no kindness, 
But the Bible tells us in James, the first chapter, the 19th verse. It says, be quick to listen, huh? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Our, our culture right now struggles with that. We struggle with being quick to listen because we, we don't want to actively listen. We want to get our point across. We're just sitting there, not even patiently waiting. We're just sitting there waiting so we can get our turn to talk. But James, the first chapter, the 19th verse says, We ought to be quick to listen. We ought to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. It's difficult to build relationships when you're not actively listening, when you're not being fully engaged, when you're not showing compassion, when you're not extending grace, when you're not extending kindness. It's difficult to build relationships, and we're in a time where relationships, relationship building is so important. It's so necessary because we are living in a time where we need each other to build and lift us up yes we can do it on our own yes we have god and we are and we are thankful to have the father in our lives but we but we need relationships god didn't create create us to go through life by ourselves he created us to go through life with people that's why he placed adam and eve together that's why he placed eve in adam's life he created us so that we can go through life having relationships so council culture is a thing we must change why because we need that relationship building and it and it can also lead to depression it can lead to anxiety trauma and suicidal thoughts and behavior why do i say that because this movement is a form of rejection who wants to be rejected or feel rejected who wants to be rejected from society? Who wants to be rejected from a, a, a friendship circle? Who wants to feel as if they are alone or abandoned? Have you thought about this in a biblical biblical sense? Because we gotta tie, we gotta tie, you know, the Bible in. We have to do that, okay? So have you thought about this in a biblical sense? What it would be like if God counseled us for Every imperfect thing, thought, action, deed, word we did. We wouldn't even be here. If God counseled us out for every wrong thing we have done, said, thought, did, action, deed, word, whatever the case may be, we wouldn't be here. A God that knew how imperfect we would be and yet still counseled and rejected us, we we would be so lost right now. But because of who he is, how gracious and compassionate and loving and slow to anger and quick to forgiving and quick to showing compassion and grace and kindness. He extends towards us. He doesn't cancel us off. So why is it that we are so quick to cancel other people out if our God doesn't cancel us out? In fact, in John 3 16, it tells us just how much love and compassion God has toward us. 
God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only son. I'm not saying that we have to give up our child like Jesus did. But we should be intentional about how we connect with others. Instead of removing them from society. Think of ways to include them. Even if they made a mistake. Even if they did something wrong. Even if they said something wrong. We ought to find ways to show compassion. We ought to find ways to show kindness. And include them despite of their imperfections why because we are imperfect people as well and understand that their differences is what makes a relationship or a friendship beautiful you don't want to be like the same person you encounter that would be so boring that's why god made us so different god made us so different in our thought patterns and how we act and how we speak and how we and how we uh go go about in our days and our journeys and our purpose and our path god made us different people why because why why would he want us to be the same person that's no fun that is no fun so understand the differences it's what makes a relationship beautiful, a friendship beautiful, a connection beautiful, a bond beautiful. So let's replace council culture with showing compassion. Okay? Let's replace council council culture council culture with showing compassion, with extending grace and kindness. Because we are we are brothers and sisters in Christ. No matter the race. Being kind and showing compassion looks like suffering with and alongside your fellow brother or sister, just like Jesus did. He suffered for us so that we can have eternal life with him. He suffered for us so that we can have extended grace, extended mercies, unconditional love. He suffered for us. So showing compassion looks like suffering with and alongside your fellow brother or sister. Because when one hurt, we should all extend kindness and try to do all we can do to help out. Empathy. Empathy builds relationship. So when you're so quick to counsel someone, you're destroying that dialogue that allows you to get to know that person despite your differences. Again, Empathy builds relationship. So when you're so quick to counsel someone, when you're so quick to reject someone because they're so different, because they made a mistake, because they, they, they said something that you didn't agree with, you're destroying that chance. You're destroying the opportunity. You're destroying that dialogue that allows you to get to know that person despite you all's differences. I read an article I read an article that talked about some steps that help with practicing compassion. And I feel it's worthy of sharing because we all need to practice compassion. We all need to show forth compassion, especially in this culture, in this time, in this generation, now where we're all about counseling others out. No, let's replace counsel culture with compassion. So here are five practical ways where we can practice compassion and i'm going to give it to you all okay and then guess what we're going to be done (laughs) okay number one number one is practice self-compassion practice self-compassion sometimes we're so quick and i know that 
we was talking about council culture and how, you know, it's a form of bullying and how um, it talks about rejecting others from society or, you know, circles or friendships or whatever the case may be. But on the opposite side, sometimes we're so quick to show others kindness and compassion that we neglect to extend ourselves the same thing. We can be so quick to, you know, extend forgiveness, extend grace, extend kindness to people, but we neglect ourselves. But on the flip side, we've put ourselves down for so long that it becomes second second nature. So what's in our heart eventually comes out. So it's important that we practice self-compassion. Be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. Extend yourself some grace. We all need grace. We are living in a time right now where we need grace. So extend yourself some grace. Number one was practice self-compassion. Number two, number two, put yourself in someone else's shoes. That's the big one, okay? Number two, put yourself in someone else's shoes. We've talked about council culture and how it promotes rejection and being thrown away. But think about how that person will feel and put yourself in their shoes. Life is already hard as it is. And I love this quote because it's so true. The quote says, be kind for everyone you meet is fighting a hard battle. You don't know what that person is going through that you might encounter or will encounter. You don't know how... They may struggle with suicidal thoughts or depression or anxiety. You don't know the pressure that weighs upon them every day. So being compassionate and kind goes a long way. It can literally pull someone from the cliff. It can literally pull someone from the edge. So you have to push yourself in someone else's shoes and realize that we're all walking this life together. And this journey may be hard sometimes. So you have to be kind because you never know what that person is battling. You never know what that person is dealing with. You never know what that person is on the verge of doing to themselves or doing to other people. You don't know the mental state of someone someone that you may encounter. You don't know the capacity of what they're carrying. So it's important that you be kind and think about how would I feel if I was in their shoes, okay? So number one, practice self-compassion number two put yourself in someone else's shoes number three remove the judgments listen (laughs) that's a heavy one okay because we we can be some we can be some real judgmental people and i say we because i've been there as well listen i we all have our our moments where we judge people and people judge us but we have to remove the judgments Realizing that we're all doing the best we can and taking things day by day. That starts with yourself. The way you're able to remove the judgments towards others is if you stop judging yourself. Yeah, yeah. When you're critical of yourself, you start to become critical of of others. What's in the heart, it eventually comes out. And it gets over everything you encounter. Would that be your work? Would that be your connections? Would that be relationships? So if you're judged, if you if you are judgmental towards yourself and you're critical of yourself, then you're is then it's then you're more you're more willingly to be critical and judgment judgmental towards others. 
So, it starts with yourself. Being able to remove the judgments from yourself. Realizing that you are imperfect. Realizing that you're going to make mistakes. That's where that grace word comes back in. That's where that compassionate and compassion word comes back in. That's where that that's where that kindness word comes back in. So number three, remove the judgments. Number four, listen generously. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> I love this one. Listen generously. A good amount of time. We don't truly listen. For the most part, we don't actively listen. We don't truly listen. We're ready to plead our case. Ready to judge what the other person is saying. Ready to ready to provide them with a solution as if we are Mr. and Mrs. Fix It. We can't fix nobody else's problems. We can't even fix our own problems. Why? Because we're not God. <laughs> so how how we are how how is it that we are so quick to give people other people the solution when we don't have the solution for our own lives? That's why we ought to go to the Father and let God guide us. But you can't provide that safe space for that person just to vent. That's where that's where they're at. That's where that that concept of actively listening comes. You're creating that space for them to vent and to just release. So listen generously. Actively listening creates a safe space not only for that person but for yourself as well because what they may say might resonate with you or with what you're dealing with or with how you're feeling. We all need each other. So, actively listen. Listen generously. Last one, number five. Practice presence. Oh, I like that one too. (laughs) Practice presence. Try being fully present with those you encounter. That's so hard for most of us because we are living in a time where people are constantly on the go, constantly moving. Gotta be doing something. You you gotta be busy. You're not even busy. Gotta be doing something. So try being fully present with those you encounter. Make eye contact. Let the person know that you are there with them in that space. And pay attention to body language. Sometimes a person may not say nothing, but their body language will tell it all. So you have to actively listen. Practice presence. When you're fully present, your presence is compassion for others. Listen, when you are fully present, that is so rich. Your presence is compassion for others. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to say a thing. But when you are really present and you are practicing presence, your presence is compassion for others. Well, it's time to head out. Thank you all for allowing me the time to regroup and rest. We're back in action, ladies. See, it's back. And I can't wait to share out more episodes. Until then, remember that you are strong, you are beautiful, and you are resilient. When you're healed, you tell the story differently. It's your girl, Lady C. Peace.